Heavenly Father, we thank you again for today, this day, blessing us with life, with health, with strength, with a desire to be obedient, a desire to do your will, to choose to lay down this flesh and take up our cross, to walk according to your will. We thank you for your favor that you've given us. We thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. Lord, we pray that as this word go forth, that it will be food for the believer, that it will encourage, build, strengthen, and enable us to walk out his will and not ours. We thank you. We give you the glory. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, it's quite amazing to hear so many uh, people who say they believe in God, say they believe in Jesus Christ, even speak of one day partaking in what is referred to as the rapture, where this phenomenal miracle, this this tremendous act is, is going to take place where those who believe in Jesus Christ will one day be spiritually removed from this earth in the twinkling of an eye and no longer have to endure any of the struggles will completely miss the wrath that's coming on this earth. And we hear this and it's so amazing that believers will say this, but then we don't believe that God can keep us from the same thing that's destroying many of the people who don't believe. Whether it's poverty, sickness, depression, anxiety. You know, like I said the other day, we have to have a different mindset. We have to lose our desires for this world because if we don't, then we really are telling ourselves something that's not true. You know, we, we speak of God's miraculous hand in certain areas and, and we often try to relate his hand to the devastations we see on this planet. You know, God gets the credit when all hell is breaking loose, but he doesn't get the glory in the simple things and the final things. And we don't believe him for the great blessings and miracles and protection that he provides. We say we trust him, but then our actions are completely contrary to what we say. And because of this, we don't get to see the blessings of God. We, we want them, we pray for them, we fast for them, we, we, we speak on it, we declare it, we get in prayer groups and we pray over it, but we never see it because we say we believe. But then our actions don't actually match the very thing we say. How is it that we can believe a God who is just so powerful he is omnipresent, always around, has all knowledge. And he's going to just keep us from a tribulation of seven years on this earth. But he can't keep us from the coronavirus. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense. And this is obviously the thoughts of the enemy because he gets us to believe that we are trusting in God. For one thing, but we can't trust in him for another. 
as if God can fail us in one area, but he can succeed in another. His word, as he says, shall not return him void. It doesn't matter what word he says. If he said it, it shall do exactly what he said. And until we hone in on this truth and understand this from cover to cover of the Bible, we will walk this earth failing to do what God has commanded us to do. We will live with anxiety, depression, fear, debt, all the above, and never see the true life that Christ came to give us. Yes, he came to give us eternal salvation, absolutely. But then we still have to live another 30, 40, 60, 100 years. So are we supposed to live in fear? Are we supposed to live in lack, in debt, in pain and anxiety? Absolutely not. We are supposed to be set free. Will we go through temporary storms where we are challenged with different struggles? Of course we will. How else can we build our faith? But if we don't trust God to take us through the storm, at the end of the day, we don't believe what we say. We don't believe what we read. And I'm going to read from Jeremiah. It really outlines exactly what I'm saying. It's actually, it's actually two sides of this, this life that we live in. I know we're so used to looking at the wicked people running rampant, doing all kind of crazy stuff. And then we say on the other side, there are the uh, Christians or the believers or the ones that are at least trying to live somewhat decent. The truth is there are two distinctive paths in this life. And it's not one side's Christian and one side's not. It's one side is who's trusting in God and the other side is Who's trusting in everything else? They're divided right down the middle. And in Jeremiah chapter 17, this is what the Lord says. In verse 5, he says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the shrubs of the desert, shall not see when good comes. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Jeremiah is telling us right here that he, he, the Lord is speaking in Jeremiah and he's explaining to us is that when we trust in man. Now I know a lot of people say, you know, God created man, so therefore he created doctors and he created scientists and he created politicians and he put people in authority he he very well did allow these people to get into different positions in this planet he gave man first and foremost free will and we all have an intellect that is derived from god but he said that the person who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength he said that person's cursed it said that you won't even experience when the goodness when it comes, except you'll be in a in in a parched place, a dry place. I, I look around and I see uh, a, a lot of us are in dry places. 
I don't mean in reference to finances. I know that's the big topic we always hear when it comes to church. We come to reading the Bible or, or some type of sermon. But I'm talking about a dry place in our spirit, in our state of mind, in our emotions. There's no thrive. There's no passion. We've been let down. We've been devastated because we put trust in the very thing that don't even last. And that's man and the flesh. But what's amazing is that in this very same chapter, Jeremiah 17, Jesus gives a clear description of what happens to the person who trusts in the Lord. In verse 7, he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be greener, and will not be anxious in the year of the drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. You know, I, I know people say that, uh, you know, there's a season that you're supposed to receive. You know, it's your season and shouting all these wonderful gospel songs. But the Lord says that when you are trusting in him, it says that you will never stop producing fruit. So when everything is dry and the wilderness comes about, the economy falls apart, wickedness is running rampant. We who trust in him shall continue to produce fruit. We'll continually have evidence that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen, this is such an important truth to understand. We cannot trust in man. We cannot trust in, in this idea of science. And I call it an idea because it has not been founded from Genesis to Revelations. This is something man came up with to help them not trust in the Lord. To empower them to trust itself. But as it says in verse 5, that's a cursed person. They may look like they're happy. They may look like they're living in the overflow. But we don't know what anybody's going through when they're behind closed doors and the lights are off. We got to trust in the infallible word of God. We have to walk with the Lord, with the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and take our trust out of man's hands. You know, he says, whose heart departs from the Lord. He said, at one point, we had our heart in God, but things happen. It happened to all of us. We can't live this life and not go through something. But when we go through it, we have to continue to have our heart in the Lord, knowing that it's going to work out. As the scripture says, all things work together for them who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. When you love him, when you love the Lord and you stick with him, regardless Come hell or high water, he's going to prove himself to be true. He's going to prove his word to do exactly what he said he would. And, and, and 
when we trust God. It's such an amazing thing, you know, when I think about all the stuff that's happening in the world today. And I remember when the initial kickoff of this thing in 2020 happened. And I was I was walking around with a smile on my face. I didn't stay somewhere hiding. I didn't, you know, follow the regulations, I guess you wanted to say, the recommendations to say I I knew that when I came into this faith, even the times I failed, I knew that God was true. And if the world was coming to an end, hey, I know where I'm going because his word is clear. His word is straight to the point, crystal clear. It's not like what we see in the news or what we hear from other people where they they tell us one thing, but just moments afterwards is something completely different. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He cannot change. If he changed, that will make him out to be a liar. And he cannot lie. You know, let every man be a liar and God be true. And I and I love that scripture. I love that scripture because so many people will come out and say, well, this is what the expert says. This is what, you know, the, the people with the knowledge the leadership says, and I, in my heart and in my mind, will look at them and say they are a liar. And here's why. They do not profess Jesus Christ to be Lord. They do not bring forth his word. And everyone who does not bring forth God's word is a liar, according to the scriptures. And when we see this and understand this, then we'll stop getting tossed all over the place. And the enemy can't take us down that path of where we remove our heart from God and put it in the flesh and put it in man. Because man will fail you all day, every day. We don't have what it takes to not fail because we live in this flesh. It's inevitable. So one day we're going to miss the mark somewhere, some way, shape, fashion, or form. So it's best that we trust God who has yet to prove himself to be anything other than true. It's such an amazing thing. When we read the Bible, it clearly tells us what was ha- what's going to happen and what is now happening in the world. Long prophesied of what will occur. I said, I'd rather trust in God and his word that showed me before I was even born what was going to happen than trusting somebody else who has to go to some meeting, do some research and study and planning all to find out that tomorrow everything they came up with can change. And now we're on a roller coaster trying to manage our own emotions and mindset and finances and health because they're taking us up and down and in and out and all over the place. That's not how God operates. That's why he wants us to trust in him. So we don't have to spend the time that we don't even know how much we have. Wasting it. Trying to see how they're going to help us get past whatever problems we endure. You know, time is our most precious commodity. It's more precious than 
water, food, money, oil. Because once you spend time, you don't get a single one bit of it back. That's it. It's gone. And when we realize how important time is, we value it better. I don't got time to sit around and figure out what the next update is about whatever's going on in the world. Because I don't know when my time's coming to an end. And I don't want to stand before God and he say, well, why didn't you do what I asked you to? Well, Lord, I thought I had more time. We don't know. So we have to walk with God through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and apply his word in every situation and hold to that word. See, when we go through these storms, the enemy always comes along and say things or shows us things that makes us want to stop applying God's word. It's like I always talk about, you know, I faced 25 years in prison and I remember when I was going in the transportation bus and we were handcuffed three inmates together at a time. That's how they transport you in this particular facility. And when I was in there going, getting ready to get on the bus, there was this fight that broke out with inmates handcuffed three together. And they were, three guys were stumping on one guy so bad that his wrist his wrist was ripped right out of the handcuff. Because that's how Bakshi was trying to get away from being killed. And I saw that and some other things. And I started thinking, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. You know, I didn't know if it was getting ready to be a riot. I didn't know if they were just, you know, if this was random, if I was next. I didn't know what to think. I've never been in a situation like that before. And the enemy will create these theatrics around us. To get us to question God, his will, to get us to think, well, you know what? Maybe his word isn't true. So let me go trust with man. Let me go seek what man is saying. Let me put some confidence in the flesh because, you know, after all, God created man. He created the flesh and we got to trust to a certain degree. That's not what Christ said. That's not what the Lord tells us in Jeremiah 17. He says, the moment you do that, you become cursed. So for some of us, we're probably thinking we got to make some type of changes. We got to start redirecting our trust. Like I said, we're supposed to be thriving as believers in this season. You know, I used to work for the federal prison and I came here with the mindset to do exactly what I was supposed to do. Be fair, firm and consistent. And regardless of how much I came under attack and disrespected and how somebody wanted to you know, fire me and the supervisors wanted to just basically do away with me. I stayed fair, firm and consistent. And when there were times people were acting crazy, you know, staff members were not doing their job and you had inmates going wild. We had riots and different things like that. I, I was looked at as this like light, if you will. And, and I don't take no credit to God be all the glory but a, but a gentleman came to me one day when I was frustrated and I said, you know, I'm kind of tired of working here because all I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do. But I'm taking all this this heat from people. And he said, he said to me, you know, he said, we need you here. 
because you remind people of what right is. And I thought, hmm, that was interesting. And it brought me back to in this day and time about what the word of God says. We are the light in this dark world. And the darker the world gets, the brighter we should shine. And it doesn't mean that we're supposed to actually do so much more. We just have to think about this simple analogy. You turn off, you dim the lights and you turn on the flashlight and it seems a little bright. But if you completely shut off all light and have no light reflecting coming in the house, and the moment you turn on a flashlight, it becomes the bright, the brightest thing you can see. So bright that it even hurts your eyes. And you can't miss it. And that's how we're supposed to be in this season. As we trust in the Lord. We're supposed to be like a tree planted by the waters. We're supposed to be green. Everybody's walking around sad and terrified and, uh, you know, just have all kind of mental problems, which I believe 100 percent are spiritual problems. When they look at us, we should shine so much that we hurt their eyes. They get that Paul on the road to Damascus experience. And they say, wait a minute, there's. There has to be something different about you. Everybody's walking around here terrified and afraid. You know, I teach my kids to be courageous, faith-driven people. And I remember us all going to Walmart one day during the height of this thing. And we were walking around just smiling, shopping as we normally do. We didn't change up anything. We kept, we were consistent in what we were doing because we were consistent in what we believed. That God going to keep us. This thing can't stop what God has in store for us. The evil that exists in his land can't dictate the will of God, nor his goodness. And people were looking at us like we were something strange. Aren't y'all afraid? Aren't you terrified? Aren't you worried about what's going on? Absolutely not. Because if sickness took us out and we trusted in God, then I'm going to tell you right up right now, if, if this whole thing, this coronavirus came and wiped out my family right now, God will be put to shame because we trust him too much. Enemy has no authority. And that's what we have to realize. He has absolutely no authority. When we come into this faith and we trust in the Lord, our heart is in his hands. God's not going to make us look stupid. He's not going to make us walk around and look foolish. Oh, I thought you was trusting in your God. What happened? That would make him out to be a liar. And the Bible says that he cannot lie. And he is yet to fail a single one of his children. And we may mistake some of the situations of people we know who come under different things or who die from different situations. But there's so many variables between then. Between the what happen to them and their faith. And none of us know the faith of a person. None of us know the heart of a person. And it says that here in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10, it says, I, the Lord, searches the heart. I test the mind. 
even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So he's going to test us. Well, God, well, I trust in you. I believe in you. But I got to go check on what the report that the man put out said. And we say that and we may not say it, but it's in our mind. But guess what? God knows the heart and he searches the heart to see, do you really trust in me? Or are you just saying it because it sounds good? Somebody's listening and you want them to believe what you're saying. But you don't even believe what you're saying. We have to trust in God. We have to walk by faith. There is no other way to do this. There is no other way to say we believe and yet we don't walk by faith. We can't make God out to be a liar. We only will make ourselves out to be a liar. So if God says that he will never put us to shame when we trust in him, what happens to some somebody who comes under the attack of the enemy and gets defeated? Like I said, that's between that person and God. This thing called faith, when it all boils down to, is between us and God, and that's it. And we can't let our faith be dictated based on somebody else's walk. And I've heard this so much with the coronavirus. Oh, pastors die. Preachers die. Elders, deacons. My family members passed away. This is a clear-cut uh, bamboozle trick from Satan. To guide us, guide us to think that coronavirus is so important that we have to draw all our attention to it and what the media says about it, the experts say about it, rather than what God said about it. He said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And, and before he said that, he said he is the one who created the weapon. He said he fans the coals into flames and for forges a weapon fit for his work. He allows it to be. But when you are trusting in the Lord, he said none of this stuff can be effective against you. It'll come against you, but it can't be effective against you. It can't prosper, meaning it can't be victorious in its fight against you. And we have to believe this. And what we say, we believe, what we think we believe, has to line up with our actions. Because as Paul said, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We say we believe and we need to have some type of substance that, that accompanies this belief. There needs to be some evidence, some proof. that we believe exactly what we read, what we hear what we talk about, what we pray about, or else faith without works is dead. And we know that the Bible says that if we don't, you know, we don't have faith, God's not pleased. And that's the reason why we walk in this earth, to please our creator. End of the day, Christ himself said that the, the, the love your Love your brothers, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Well, above all things, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. He said, even, the, even this fulfills the law of the prophets. That's what we're here for. 
you know, and, and when we're done living in this life and, and, and the flesh returns back to the ground, our soul goes back to the Lord, goes back to God, goes back where it comes from. And God will be excited, he'll be pleased and he'll be happy that we Maybe not the entire walk. Most of us, you know, I, I, I included, didn't walk this life up all my whole life for God. He, as long as he know you came back to him before your time came to an end, that's what counts. You know, in the, in, in the last hour, you know, look at the two hanging on the cross next to Jesus. The one who recognized him as the Messiah. He didn't have time to get down and go get it together. In fact, he didn't even have time to go get baptized. But in his agony and in his pain and in his punishment, he recognized God. He recognized the Lord. And he said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. We have to stand on this word. Our heart needs to belong to him and him alone. Like I said the other day, we need to turn off the news. Stop watching social media. Stop entertaining Satan. I, I don't even have cable TV. I don't pay for TV. I'm not going to pay for somebody to lie to me. I can lie to myself for free. We need to start turning on the word of God and hearing to that. There was a, there was a stint in my, during this pandemic where I was watching everything that was happening. And I was refuting every bit of it. Don't get, you know, I, I was I was fighting it just like anybody else who didn't believe in it. But then I realized that wasn't even my fight. And I didn't figure it out till after I started getting all stressed out. I said, why well, I'm so stressed out and, and, and overwhelmed in my head, in my spirit. Because I was fighting a battle that had nothing to do with me. A battle I was never called to fight. And that's what a lot of us are doing right now. That's why we can't do God's will. Because we're trying to do our will. If the whole world dropped dead today, the children of God will still be alive. God has a reputation to uphold. And we need to hold on to his reputation and not the reputation of any man, any person. Especially people who don't declare Jesus to be Lord. Because the scripture says that only the Holy Spirit can empower, enable someone to even say that Jesus is Lord. So if they don't declare him to be Lord, then you know they don't have the Holy Spirit. And if they don't have the Holy Spirit, they are not the children of God. Because Paul said those who walk, who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. Our peace our time is too important to throw away on what's coming or what they say is coming or what people are talking about. We need to redirect what we believe, who we trust in, back to the Lord 100%. We find ourselves drifting. We need to put up some barriers. And those barriers is the scriptures. It's just like driving down a highway. You know, if you start drifting to the side, you got these little cutouts in the side of the road that get your car shaking. That's the word of God. You, you need to start having that 
that conviction inside of you because you got the word next to you say, whoa, 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 I'm getting too close to the wrong lane. I'm getting too close to going off the highway and, and, and steer ourselves back in the truth. We know it because we all have the spirit of God. So we know when we're getting too far off, but we have to have the discipline to say, you know what? I need to get back on the road and keep on this journey and stop pulling over to entertain nonsense. So let's stay in God's will, in his word and in his way. Let's trust in the Lord so that we can remain blessed for the rest of the time that we have on this planet. And when we stand before him, we can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, scripture says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. That's very true. Well, what's also true is what it says right after that. But those who walk after the spirit and not the flesh. Everything we see in the news, all this negativity, this evil hatred, whatever it is, rioting, protesting, none of it was called. None of it was given to the children of God to do. We were never supposed to go protest and rally and do all these different things we see in the world today. We're supposed to be the opposite of what happens in the world. And we cannot do that without being led by the Spirit of God. So let's let the Spirit of God lead us, fortify us, encourage us, so we can be who it, He called us to be. His children. His workmanship. The light and the salt of this world. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us with another day. Thank you for keeping us Thank you for standing in the gaps, interceding on our behalf. We know that your word is true, infallible, and unable to be defeated. And we thank you for being chosen to be on your team. We give you the glory and the honor. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.